takes us. Welcome to another episode of Fellas 5 Podcast. <laughs> we hope you guys had a good week since our last chat. Um, and, you know, we look forward to bringing you this episode today. And I uh, want to go around and ask everyone how they're doing. I'm sure everyone's a little depressed, um, you know, due to our news of not, not traveling to see our brother this weekend. But, um, you know, outside of that, I'd like to go around and see how everybody's doing. I mean, uh, I'm salty. I'm I'm salty. I've I've already stated it. I'm salty. Um, you know, I was super looking forward to this weekend, and and now that it's altered, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna try to stay strong, but um, yeah, I'm I'm sad by it. Um, outside of that, I feel old this week. I don't. I I rarely feel like that. I feel old this week. Sorry, I'm having back problems. Ain't been able to stand up straight. Mm. It ain't been good. It's not been good. It's not. No, not from anything like that. No. No, I stretched one thing and something else got messed up. Yeah. Not, um, not my idea of a good time. Um, I hear you, brother. But outside of that, I mean, I'm here, so that's a good thing. I don't know. I just, I just... Hey, it sounds like a lot of sadness. It sounds like a lot of sadness, but we're gonna, we're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through yeah. this. Sounds like um, I'm feeling many of those same symptoms, man. Like I moved in two weeks ago. Feel like my knee, my back, my arms, shoulders ain't been the same since. Um, but uh, but you know, I'm trying to keep a a positive outlook. You know, especially with the news um we got at the the nine uh, Baltimore trip, you know, I was trying to, trying to save, 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 uh, keep my head above the water, you know, it's been tough swimming upstream without a paddle. Do people swim with paddles? I, okay. I mean, I guess. Uh, listen, man, you're supposed to go with it. Anyway, <laughs> Quan, how you doing? Shit, I feel great. Um, I'm super excited, man. We in the last, uh, 70 days this thing uh for i mean newborn baby young ball popping out and meeting the world for the first time um slightly disappointed about this weekend however looking forward to this weekend still because um there is always good positive stuff that is going to come about um you know when i get to see some of my guys speaking of also wanted to say thank you i didn't say that last week and i should have for you guys coming out to the baby shower slash housewarming situation. It was a mighty good time. It was very fun. And rest in peace to those three hamburger patties that graced my Adidas. Um, not cool. But other than that, man, it's been good, positive. Um, and uh, I'm just looking forward to a, a, a good conclusion to this week. And um, looking forward to tonight's topic, yo. But I know other people got to go. So I want to hear from Warren now. Okay. So I'm feeling pretty good. I've had a good week. Uh, yeah, I got some, I uh, feel like I've made some uh, professional strides. I, I feel like I'm often reminded of my ability and my worth when I do things that feel good for me. So I had those opportunities today, or I'm sorry, this week, which was nice. It's a nice like reminder for myself. Um, happy to spend time with my folks. Missing spending 
time with Brother Chris this weekend, but um, I'm looking forward to whatever may happen in, in lieu of that. But yeah, happy to be here tonight, and so I'm going to stay here right now. Bro, Chris, what you got? Good. Um, Scott, you guys are coming down to, to Maryland this week to see me, um, but I will be there in spirit this weekend. Uh, everybody said with Quan, which is oddly weird, Quan's super excited not to see me this weekend. He's like, yeah, I'm ah, dynamite. Everything's great in the world. <laughs> But no, everything's good, man. I uh, can't complain. Like Warren mentioned, the professional strides I've gotten. Um, I've been working on something myself recently that I finally completed after kind of putting it off for the last like year professionally. So I'm feeling good about that um, work-wise. But uh, you know, all in all, and I can't complain, man. Still on this side of the dirt, so I'm I'm in good spirits. <laughs> right on, right on. Okay. Well, I guess I will. Uh, before oh, we oh, jump sorry. in, yep. I just want to say, in the spirit, we we you know about a month early, but. I am super. I, I'm just reminded. I'm thankful for this bond, man, for this family, bro. Like I, I I'm just. I appreciate y'all. You know. Um, Likewise, boy. Likewise. Just want to say this. This not a normal bond we got. It's not a normal thing. And this thing of ours means a lot to me. You know, it means uh -oh. a lot. You know, you can stop, Kevin. You can stop. You can stop. Yeah, it's fine. I Thanks, watched son. the many saints in North. You know, so I was I was reminded of my. How was that? Did you like it? It was. Yeah. 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 I had a it was something to do. Yeah, I saw the new Bond it, huh? movie. I'm going to see that on Friday. Save, save it. Was it good though? Um, it was a Bond movie. I mean, I, I mm. there, I like what Daniel Craig has done with the James Bond character throughout his tenure. Mm -hmm. Um, individual movies, some have better moments than others, but holistically, it's just it's a Bond movie, and I thought it was I thought it was nice. Okay, I'm looking forward to. It. All right, sorry, Doc. No, you got it. All right. So I will be introducing the topic for this time together. So I've been thinking about this a little bit recently um, for a number of different reasons. Um, just kind of think it. Well, I guess for folks that have listened to this podcast any more than once or twice, you may realize that I do enjoy the idea and the topic of relationship dynamics. So this is something that, you know, comes up every now and then and something I think about. Um, but specifically in this case, the topic for this evening, what is the hardest to overcome when creating or cultivating a relationship? For you, is it race? Is it class? Or is it gender, like gender expression or gender presentation, but race, class, or gender? Which, which do you think makes it the most difficult for you to begin or maintain a relationship? So here's an example, Kev. You'll appreciate this. So back in my temple days, we used to do lunch hoops Tuesdays and Thursdays for like an hour and a half or whatever. And it was kind of like an open invitation. There was an email listserv, and I would just get circulated around. And whoever showed up, showed up. Everybody was invited. It's just we didn't really want students to participate in it because it just took away the whole experience. So for the longest time, I participated in this for like, you know, at least a couple of years. I didn't know who I was playing with. Some of these people were like deans. Some of these people were like adjunct professors. Some worked in like skilled trades. I had no idea. I just knew them by name. I just knew it like you step on this court, you're likely to get whatever ass whooping is coming to you because we're playing basketball. But Hell in the cell. Right. But some of these people were like high up in the school. But so I guess for me, the the toughest thing to overcome, just to kind of get out there because I don't do a lot of talking. Would would be class. Um, just being able to play ball and, and do whatever yada 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 is fun. 
you know, I'm playing with males and females, playing with people who are the same color as me or a different color as me. Um, but it was that moment of like, if I found out that you were like higher up, now I I kind of felt different, which I shouldn't have, but now I just felt like. So you're like the dean of like the business school, okay? And it just why, it was a it was a different thing. Why do you think you felt that way? Um, probably because we played pretty physical, and there was a lot of trash talk sometimes. Not like malicious trash talk, because we were you know we had a lot of great sportsmanship, but sometimes you would just get out there and heat at a moment, somebody throws an elbow or, you know, you might have a hard foul, that kind of stuff. So you always have to remember that, like, even though we're playing this game, we are still employees of a larger system. And so, you know, I can't, we can't be part of something where like employees are like injuring other employees. Like, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a level of decorum that you just need to like meet just as being part of that. Um, so for me, it was like, all right, I, I work in this department and I know this person works in a higher up department, makes you know bigger decisions. It could there be something that I do or say that might have a negative impact on some decision making that could affect me and my department later. Like, you know, what I mean, so it was like that kind of thing. And in public, it's it's kind of the same. You know, I've worked with peers and a bunch of different people who are either same gender as me or different gender um same race as me or different but it's always been the class because there are people that i might relate to that are a different color a different race or a different gender that i have a great affiliation with but there are people that are of a different class that i have a harder time sometimes making connections and relating to particularly like we talk about youth like that come from you know more impoverished neighborhoods or that are more of that at-risk population trying to relate to them sometimes can be difficult because I don't have that lived experience and it's hard for me to kind of relate and have that conversation um especially trying to do the work and stuff that I'm trying to do vice versa the people that are well off and affluent who have no idea of kind of what goes on in urban life trying to get them to kind of get that connection and have that understanding too can sometimes be difficult because they don't have a frame of reference and can't relate they just go off what they see, what their lived experience is. And if it's not positive, they may make the same assumptions, you know, about like, and they, they might just uh, typecast or just paint everything with a broad brush. So, yeah. I, I have a question on that or, or a statement, maybe, or a little both. Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody deserves buckets, equal opportunity bucket. I'm an equal opportunity bucket giver. Um, Absolutely. I agree. But, um, but I, I think we all have a unique ability to kind of blend along any kind of of those sub, sub subgroups or, or or things that you identify, Warren. Like I think we we are pretty good at kind of blending in, um, and especially when we're with each other. I think some will kind of let whoever's most comfortable take the lead and, and kind of morph um, along those lines. Um, but the class thing is interesting because I don't know that you, so like you said, if you don't know, and that's, I mean, I guess that goes back to what you said before, we're going and assuming everybody in here or like that person has money, how should I act around them? But if you don't know they have money, the case can be made that it's like, all right, that's just a regular, you know, 
And then the just, question would be, what would make you decide to or not to and your level of comfort around initiating this conversation? And I think I, that's that's part of what it is, because it's about that vulnerable piece of I am going into this different situation and I I'm interested in starting a conversation or I rumor has it I should know these people or, or get acquainted with these people. OK, um, let's see. Kind of like your idea of the holiday party, Kev. Um, there are a bunch of people here that oh, cool people that you, you may not see until this time next year. So, you know, meet your peers, meet your colleague, just, you know, find some some new friends, what have you, new work mates, whatever. And who do you go up to and why? Or who do you hesitate to approach and why? So yeah, I think there are a lot of different dynamics that can exist in in the thought process behind engaging in these conversations. QK. Useful fun tip. Um introduce yourself to everybody. Have a conversation with everyone. That's something I've learned from watching other people, particularly those that are higher up, they they make it a very blanket thing. I was chatting up with uh with the mayor one day, and he, I noticed he made it a point to speak to everybody. How you doing? You know, Jim Kenny. How you doing, Jim Kenny? And if they struggle conversation, he was there for the conversation, and it it was everybody that he came across. If he made eye contact with you, his hand was coming out, you know, and it was a conversation. So in, in that way, it kind of negates and neutralizes a lot of those issues across the board so it's not it's no longer about class gender or race it's i am myself introducing myself to you whether that's because i'm the mayor or whatever it is but like i'm i'm still going to do it regardless and i think Quan, what you just said i think that's the biggest point um and i think if you had if you have the ability to focus on any of these three topics you can get caught up on any of them and, and find multiple reasons why you may be uncomfortable or hesitant to to engage with again the the class issue or the race issue or gender uh i think the biggest thing which is something i i've said a lot on this pod in a lot of episodes like one of the things i pride myself on is being my like me like being who i am at all times um i can actually say at one point in my life i struggled with that I struggle with being who I am at all times. I would attempt to be something that I guess the crowd or the people I, I was around would accept and would be okay with. And I may not necessarily even be okay with it, but it was just like, if I want these people to accept me, I think this is the type of people they would like. But that was, all of that was over some sort of insecurity I had with myself. Um, you know, that took a lot of time to, to build build upon and, and, and get through. But once I got to that point, the easiest person to be is yourself. And I don't care who I'm in the room with or who I'm around. If I'm going to talk to you, I don't care if you have a billion dollars or if you got $50 in your pocket. The one thing I'm going to give you is respect. And I don't care your race, your color, your creed, your gender. I don't care about any of that. I'm going to give you that because that's what I want in return. So I think if you if you have the ability to just be yourself at all times, I don't think any of these groups matters. I don't think class matters. I don't think race matter. I don't think gender matters. Because at the end of the day, regardless of those three things, everybody's human. So everybody has a common, a common bond or a common thing off the rip. Everybody does. You're a human. I'm a human. How you classify yourself as human, that's when you start to break things down and things start to get different. I'm a middle class African American or, you know, 
I'm a bisexual, whatever the case may be. That's when things get different. But at the base of it all, that person I'm, I'm standing across from, they're human just as much as I am. They have blood running through their veins just like I do. So at the core, you have a similarity. There's, there's something similar with any person on this planet. And if you, if you have the ability to see things from that view, honestly, it should be easy to interact with any of these people. Now, if you get caught up in, well, I'm from the hood and they from the burbs, now you got a whole totally different thing. Yeah, now you got a whole nother social construct that you're putting on top of the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, y'all both humans. Those, those are my sense that I wanted to throw in there. Uh, those great sense. I will say this, though, Rio. Warren, you might be on mute. To, to your point, uh, Rio, is that for some people, that is a not a lifelong journey, but that could be a long journey. Getting to that point of Agreed. being themselves and being comfortable Agreed. being themselves or even Absolutely. knowing who they are. Like, that's that that could be a tough ask for some people, but it's it's a worthwhile journey, as I'm sure Warren will attest. Uh, Warren, go ahead. <laughs> no, because Warren, that's what Warren ends every episode with, you know, you know, be yourself and, you know, do something good for yourself and, you know, treat yourself and, you know, you are to be respected and you know, shit like that, so. We're not at the end, though. We're not. Chris, Chris, uh, which, I mean, it's one got? of my favorite quotes. Yeah. Again, I, we talk about American poets. My man, Jermaine yeah. Cole. <laughs> be beautiful. It's like, it's one of the best things. It's one of the easiest things you can do in the world. Yeah. Be yourself. Can't, can't nobody be a better you than you. Warren, did you want to say something off mute or did you want to keep talking to yourself? Mm, Chris didn't answer my call either to say anything. Um, it's getting weird. <laughs> Warren's yeah. not going to turn. <laughs> <laughs> He's been on mute the whole time. Um, from So I, I had some sales jobs that, that forced me into different situations, which made increase the comfort level um, for sure. Like going in, I might have been nervous. Like going in is like, oh, all right, this person does this or that. And same thing as you were saying, Quan, like it's more so not necessarily the money, it's their power, their decision making ability. Um, so it's like, all right, how do I approach this person? Or like, what is it that they like that I can like immediately find common ground on? Um, elevators. When you're in an elevator in a, in a business building or any building, escalators, kind of the same way. The weather or ch- like, those are the easiest icebreakers. Like you can talk to anybody, yo, the weather was crazy today. I just got off a plane and blah, blah, blah. You're going to find common ground and then you're going to be able to, 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 to kind of get to know that person more if you want to. Um, what you were saying earlier about the, 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 uh, the mayor, same way kind of in sales, I think, and just in life, meeting people where they are and giving them like the base level view, like is helpful. Um, it, it helps to kind of bridge gaps. And um, now I guess I'm getting away a little bit because there's still, I guess Warren's question was, which is more challenging? And it's like, all right, imagine you're a single dude, you're 22, um, you're at a party. You're 22, so like you're still looking for career opportunities. You're single and 22, so you're looking for relationship opportunities. I like what this um, is going. And you're single in 22. I don't know that the race... Maybe if this was like 1960, the race might... I, I think the race might be easy for most folks these days. 
We didn't talk about language, though. Language will make a tough barrier. Or location. Um, but yeah, I got you. Go ahead. Right. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I, am I single? And how old am I? 22. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just saying. Times. Okay. Could, because could it's not apply now? I mean. I think because it's I, different. It's different you? now, right? Like, well, I, so I appreciate how evolved everybody is. And yes, I know we are an evolved bunch of people. But I'm, we, it's I'm very fairly, different. But I'm fairly certain that we're not all 100% comfortable in every situation. I, well, you know I like awkward situations, so let's make that very clear. I like awkward situations, but two, but I also did my say, say, I also so did Kev, say, Kev brought up something that he just said it uh, in regards to sales. Sales jobs definitely put me in uncomfortable situations and put me in a place where I had to get comfortable. Again, dealing with people that have some type of money and you know, I'm trying to pitch them something, and it's just like, listen, kid, like, I could buy this 10 times over. Like, come on. Like, come mm-hmm. on. You, like, you got to do better than that. It was very, it was very discouraging. Like, all right, buddy, like, I know you're rich, but Jesus, let me do my job. Like, right. that was difficult. Um, gender, even. Um, I remember I was working down Market Street. I actually don't remember. I'm going to say her, because she's a her now. I remember when she was transitioning her original name her name was frederick um i do not remember what her name is now like since she fully transitioned over and that was an awkward situation and, and, and she became a regular customer customer of mine so like we had built rapport she had come in the store hey mario what's up and people would look like yo you like you know her and i'm like that's my customer yeah i know her yeah yeah um but that was difficult to deal with at first, because again, it was for me, it was uncommon. It was it was something I heard of, but I never really like physically seen. So like it was this. So I'm trying. I don't want to be disrespectful. I know because I never wanted to disrespect her. Um, but again, at this time when I first met her, it was a guy, and you know, in tight clothes, like in female clothes, should I say, makeup and everything else like that, still had like stubble or what or whatnot. But again exuded female but still had some male appearance mm-hmm. um and over time building rapport with this customer eventually it got to a point where the customer i remember having a male appearance but had like exuded female was all female mm-hmm. had female appearance couldn't say couldn't tell that this female was a male at some point in time mm-hmm. could not at all but that experience, I became very comfortable because I was comfortable with her. Mm-hmm. I was comfortable with her. So being around that didn't bother me. So like he said something about sales, that put me in a lot of situations that at one point in time, I was uncomfortable. I was, and I couldn't even show that I was uncomfortable because again, that would be very unprofessional of me. Mm-hmm. Um, that eventually over time became something that was I guess regular, run of the mill, and that I actually was comfortable being like engaged in. So, no, I've, I've definitely had those experiences, um, and they weren't they weren't comfortable at some point in time. But if I had to speak from current, like from current me right now, no, none of them are uncomfortable. Right. And and I think that's why I was trying to say 
when you're younger, I think you don't have those tools or maybe you don't know how to use them, you know, as efficiently as you do now with your life experiences. So like 22, you're a little raw, not as polished, um, you know, still new to the adult world and kind of figuring out where you fit in it. You know what I mean? So that's why I, I chose that level. Like at, at that point, when I would talk to people that were higher up or, you know, or, you know, I knew who had fancy jobs, I would, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kevin, what do you want to do? Ah, I want to be great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not really like, knowing. Right? Like he wants to be great. <laughs> not really knowing like, okay, how, or like, what are my steps? Or like, you know, how can I interact with you to like gain some nugget that's going to, you know, help me go further. So like, and saying that, like, I don't know. Like, I've always been a pretty confident guy, whether I, 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 I connected or struck out, if you will, um, and talking to the opposite gender. If it was for, you know, looking for dating opportunities, I guess. If it's just conversational, it's really easy um, for me to just chat. Um, I, I would probably had more difficulty at that time talking to someone who could have, like, held the key to, like, the next step of my career. Like, you know, if I if I knew they were like high up and they were connected somewhere to then like, all right, like how do I get in? If they were high up and of a different race, I think, cause I think I always knew how to relate to like older black men. Um, but like an older white guy at that stage who like doesn't necessarily have a touch, you know, touch the hood. You know what I mean? I would have had a hard time figuring out like, all right, like how do I, how do I get you on my side? Like how do, how do we become allies or how do I make a, a, a common ground connection? So that way we can kind of continue to to build some some form of communication toward a relationship here so but yeah like as rio said right right now is you know i'm, I'm good on any on any mlk boulevard as as the great uh american poet uh sean cory carter said Warren, what about you which is which do you find the most difficult to broach obviously height height not included in oh difficult. Well, it was it wasn't one of the three so vertically challenged um, oh, most difficult man. for me is uh, gender because I'm aware of how society and this current culture in which we live um, perceives relationships and the roles, uh, gender roles. So uh, example that I, I gave a group of folks um, not too long ago, uh, one morning I was walking to work. It was about six o'clock in the morning. It was dark. Um, and surprisingly, I wasn't the only person that was walking the streets at this time. So there were, um, I turned onto a block and there were women that were walking maybe 10, 15 feet ahead of me. I know I'm a fast walker, so I knew I was going to catch up to them. Um, but it's dark out and I'm thinking, hmm, I don't want to surprise someone and then be mistaken for doing something that I wasn't doing. Um, I'll often whistle. I'll often like, you know, try to shuffle my feet so people know I'm coming um, up behind them. But at this time of the day, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to try this. So I walked into this, I'm in the street. I walked in the middle of the street until I got past them enough or close to them where they could see me out of their peripheral vision. And I could make like a, a reasonable diagonal cut onto the sidewalk to be in front of them. Uh, just because I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm surprising anyone. Had that been a guy, I likely wouldn't have thought anything of it. I would have probably made enough noise that uh, he would have heard me coming up behind him. 
Um, and as far as class, it wouldn't matter to me because again, of the three, uh, for me personally, um, I think of just the different struggles that the different gender roles play and kind of to the example, um, I don't want a woman thinking that just because I'm talking to her, I'm hitting on her, right? Because I'll talk to anybody. I actually like I, my my preference is to learn about people, is to to know your story, to to kind of you know learn who you are and just know something about something I didn't know about prior to that conversation. So I'll really talk to anyone, but I always have this belief that more times than not, if I approach a woman, she's going to think that I'm trying to hit on her and I'm trying to pick her up. So for me, it is I'll probably be most reluctant to engage in a conversation with someone of a different gender. It's interesting in those examples, and you know, we hear those respectively respect those obviously, but like I guess I think from what I heard, it sounds like the the assumption is made on your part that your interaction would cause uh discomfort on their side. Um it's the anticipation of that because there have been so many, obviously, uncomfortable situations for, for women and men and interactions that you anticipate that, that, you know, you don't want to be another one added to that. But I don't know that that is the same because I think you're assuming that on their side, you're doing something to avoid it on there. And I guess that creates a challenge, but assuming everybody's on an equal playing field, you're, you're at a, a social event where these things are easily happening. Is it the same feeling? Like, you know, do you still worry about? And you said, you said, obviously, you don't want to be, as, you don't want the assumption to be made that you're trying to hit on them. But like, it, there's a, it, there's a networking event, um, there's a conference, there's something like that. Do you still have that same kind of trepidation, or, 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 you're on mute. I know you just said absolutely, but um. Yeah. So the reason is because there's always this um. Because if you, for for me, and maybe it's my only my experience, but there's also a power dynamic that's often identified between genders, right? So if I go to, let's say it's a holiday, we'll go back to your holiday party example. So let's say I go to this holiday party and I go up to uh, this woman at the party, regardless to whatever, as a man, I am going to have a conversation with her. I, I approach her to have a conversation. My belief, and again, this is not not obviously it's not across the board. Um, I think I I hope I conduct myself in a way that doesn't seem that off-putting or that forward or aggressive, but I believe that there is this kind of underlying. Okay, here's this guy, and depending on the role that this woman has, because if we're looking at you know um, work dynamics, there are many situations and instances where we identify that women don't have the same power in companies as men do. Obviously, that's not a global thing, but but I think for the sake of this conversation, we can accept it as something that we have seen. Um, so if we're looking at a a woman at a holiday party, at an event, and I go to this woman, I'm thinking, okay, what kind of energy is she going to give me? Because I'm all about authentic, authenticity, right? So if we're talking, I don't want you to feel like you have to talk to me. I don't want you to feel reserved if you're talking to me. If we're having a conversation, I'd love for it to be on your terms so you can kind of feel that this is being managed how you want it to be. I feel like this the societal um, structure has it that she may feel pressured to give me a certain energy or kind of like, oh, just, just placate me or just kind of be in a way. And obviously this is not everything, but in, in 
so many walks of of life and in, in culture, in, in this culture, this American culture anyway, I feel like that is a thought that may linger in or may exist even in the recesses of a woman's mind, just the interaction and relationship between men and women. If that I got you. Yeah. I, yeah. Totally. And I'm not and, saying and that I, it's difficult to do, but of the three, that's definitely the most challenging. That's aspect. what I was getting at. Cause I, I think yeah. we all, I don't want to put words in our mouths, but I, I think we all kind of think of it the same way. I think you're, you might be the best at it. Corn's good too. Um, when I, when I talk, cause I, I have those same thoughts, right? You don't want to be the guy that's like hitting on the girl at the event. Um, or or that perception, but I do want to be welcoming and, and have the conversations that could be fruitful, even if it's just shooting shit, but like, if it's like, oh, I know you work here, you can connect me to somebody that works over there in whatever region I need to get to. Um, it's to broach the conversation, and again, it's their power dynamic, right? So I guess there's power of me kind of thinking about, all right, what's going to be most comfortable for you? Um, so I guess that creates challenge. I didn't think about it the way you do. It does create a challenge. I, I kind of look at it now as it's, that's the way of the world. You know what I mean? Like, I know that going in is like, I'm going to try to be uh, open and, and welcoming and, and, and someone to, to facilitate conversation, but in a way that if it is across gender lines, it's not creating discomfort um, and well and it's well received. So that that's a challenge. I think, I think I just assume with the territory, you know what I mean? So it's like interesting to see you put, the kind of thought into that because um, it is a conscious decision that I make all the time. The uh, I felt like the shuffling the feet and in and, and the, and the themes of the Halloween makes it might be a little bit more terrifying. <laughs> it's definitely not the creepy like yeah like I'll 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 like stumble or something. I definitely do the. I'm like well, he, you let him know you checking ago. him down. I like yeah. you just hear no, you fine. I stopped that a long time ago. <laughs> Um, I'm messing yeah, with but you. just try to make enough noise that someone knows I'm like I'm with you, with you I'm in with some you. kind of spot. Hey, QK. QK. So I'm wondering if there were like four female police officers that are walking down the street, you would still walk down the middle of the street and then cross in front of them. If I'm walking up behind four female police officers, yes. Would I walk in the middle of the street? Yes. They're still women. I I, I think. Would I you Would you huh. risk the the jaywalk ticket instead? Well, not only that, I just feel like wouldn't that seem suspicious? Like, wouldn't that, like, concern you? Or you would just be like, no, because I did it because you're women. Like, you don't think that would that I don't walk over? Um, and maybe, maybe you don't you don't envision the, envision the thing. So imagine if you are already walking down. So, okay, I'm walking okay. to the, toward the corner. Okay. I see you. I may be 20, 30 feet behind. Okay. You are, you are, you are walking straight down a block, and then I'm turning to walk down the block that you're walking on. So you don't see me behind you. You're just right. kind of walking. You don't notice me there. So right. what I do is, I will walk. If if they don't hear me, if so, no one hears me walking behind them, um, I will move to the street and I will make it look like I am crossing from the other side of the street. Rather than I'm not going to make it look like, hey, I'm walking behind you, and then I'm going to walk around you like you're, you know, you have some kind of communicable disease that I don't want. Um, but I try to create the environment where it doesn't appear that I am sneaking up on anyone, and probably more so if I know you have a firearm, I'm not sneaking up any, on you. But that's that just seems safety for me. So yes, to answer your question, regardless of if, if there's a woman, I am going to walk 
I do not want to surprise or startle a woman because your your rank, your role, your profession doesn't really. And again, this is all me. This is my stuff. I'm not saying that it is a right or wrong thing. Is it a thing that I, I choose? Now, is this only when you're by yourself? Because I've never seen you do this. And we've walked behind people numerous times. Uh, Yes, it is when I'm by myself. So even if it was like broad daylight, a shopping area, people coming in and out of stores, if you find yourself walking behind a female, you'll just walk out into the street and then... No, specifically in this situation, it's because it's it's dark and there's no one else on the road. Ah, so. circumstantial. Gotcha. Yes. Sorry, gotcha. I apologize. I I assumed that that was a given by my mention of the time. I mean, you you can be very no, universal sometimes. I apologize. No, I, I do apologize sincerely because I I assumed that I had made that clear. But yes, it is it is definitely circumstantial. I I mean, I prefer walking next to people and seeing people and smiling and having conversation, but I don't want to startle or surprise anyone. So if it is dark, if the if the visibility is limited, I will do what I can to not put someone in a position where they may be caught off guard by something I do. And you're also short, so that's that's very good because they could might turn around and not see anybody and not realize that you were in fact there. Cause that's also true. You know, just short people are easy to sneak up on people. That's true. Um, but to be a little more serious, I so part of me has a tiny bit of issue with what you're saying because it's you're assuming that they're ascribing to what society has placed on them, where in reality, like that's a choice that individuals have to make for themselves. Yes. If if they want to, you know, have that, if they want to subscribe to that. Sure. You know, that that women are vulnerable and people are trying to attack them and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because I, for me, being somebody that questions a lot of things, being a third person walking down that street, I'd be like, "What is this weird ass motherfucker doing? Like, why you you why you?" But it wasn't. Why for are you walking like person. that? No, no, I know. Person. I, I know, right? I that I'm completely aware of. Mm. But for me, I would just be like. That that's almost to signify that you two have some uh, different standing in society, and you're the only person that's aware of it, and this other person is oblivious because they don't even—they're not even paying attention to you. Well, situationally, they would be oblivious because they don't see me walking up behind them. So to your right. point, they—they they, in this situation are absolutely oblivious because right. I am walking quietly behind them. So in a matter of steps, I am going to appear out of nowhere. In the dark, which seems questionable. I would avoid that on, for anybody, but again, I am mm -hmm. I am very cognizant of that when it comes to the gender difference and the gender dynamic, primarily because, again, the culture in which we live. Again, I all things I understand and I get. It's just that would it, it would seem if if I saw that if I if I were like let's say I was watching let's say I was following you down the street and I saw that you only did that when there was a female I'd say. This person feels a little sexist because they're treating women differently than they treat men. I wonder what that's about. And I'd say you'd have your opinion, and if you wanted to have a conversation with me, we could definitely talk about that. And I would explain I don't, everything. I don't talk to strangers that I see at 6 o'clock in the morning walking down the street, personally. I feel okay. like they might be out up to no good. And I, I hope that they would walk in the street when I approach. <laughs> of <course. laughs> at that point, you would, you would be okay with that. You would have won. Um, We can... uh. 
move on to Chris. I know Chris has been chopping at the bit. We keep cutting you off, Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, um, real simple and real quick is I think it'll be harder for me to to communicate with someone that's a, in a high, different class. Um, granted, in my line of work, um, I have been uh, asked to speak and represent zones and talk to the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. So I've been put in that space and it's got me more comfortable. Um, but that still is my, my bigger struggle. Um, obviously, I think we all hit it best is that we all are people. We all put our pants on one leg at a time. Um, we all bleed red. Um, so I've, uh, and, and bottom line is that I've said this multiple times as well, is that I try to treat everybody with kind of some respect, no matter what class, gender, who the hell you are, you know, you try to treat everybody with, with respect. Um, so, um, but that's, that's the, the long answer to that, to that question. Um, easiest to, I guess, to, to talk to you will probably be somebody of the same race and I'm done. Chris, would you would you feel comfortable sharing why you think class would be the hardest one? Uh, I mean, like, and, and again, it's it's different because you know you can people carry themselves different ways. You know, you could be a multi-millionaire and be very, very, you know, um, you know, top of your class, educated, but be super down to earth, or you could be someone that that uh, you know thinks themselves better than others. Um, so I think that has something to do with it. How that person presents themselves would probably uh, impact the you know how comfortable I feel. And if you somebody, if you have somebody that's a pompous uh, a-hole and, and they carry themselves that way, obviously you're going to feel not so much, not so comfortable interact with them. But, you know, I, I have, I, I know doctors that, you know, are, are millionaires and whatever that, that are down to earth. They'll talk to anybody. They treat everybody the same. Um, so I think that's going to do with it, honestly. Cool. Appreciate it. Kevin Children's. Que paso? You know, maybe this is the question for the doctor and it's something silly that Chris said, but I thought that blood was actually like blue or something until it interacted with oxygen that made it red. I found out that's untrue. I've actually heard recently that that's untrue. Oh, do tell. That's a myth. No, I just do tell that. No, that's it's red. It's actually red. It's red all the time. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I stand corrected. Sorry, Chris. (laughs) Also, the cancer. Is that true, Warren? Say again. I heard that Kevin's a terrorist. Is that true or false? Uh, I've actually I've heard that to be true. Um, I can't confirm it, but I've heard <laughs> truth to that statement. Yeah, I think it's true. Oh, wise one, can you tell me what the key of life is? Quan, <laughs> I think that was for you. There are no, songs. that was for you. Song the key of life by <laughs> Number Stevie Wonder. <laughs> the answer is forty-two, Mario. The answer is forty-two. Ah, so wise. So old, so wise. Um, I was going to say the one thing I find interesting now is that uh, law enforcement, they, they, they're kind of like a class in of themselves. They, they're finding a very hard time um, relating to some individuals because obviously there's a lot that's going on um, with, with police departments across the country. And um, they, they, some of them, can't say all of them, um, something I've talked to are finding it hard to relate to people despite gender, despite race, um, finding it extremely difficult to relate to people, sometimes even friends and family, uh, unfortunately. For some, not all. Um, so I think that I think that the class is usually um, something that people struggle with. I think for me, in terms of why the other two aren't as 
as much of an issue. Um, one is because I just I've had a very unique and diverse upbringing. So I've lived in Detroit and then I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina, split time between the two. So I've lived in like a very urban, you know, um, diverse, mostly black people environment with a sprinkling of people that were not black and then lived in another part of the country that was more suburban um, with more white people and a sprinkling of of color and diversity. Um, so for me, having to deal with the race isn't as much of an issue. Um, and then growing up with a single parent, being raised by mostly my mother, my grandmother, my aunt, and these are all females. So having conversations relating to females hasn't been um, difficult either. Um, but the class would definitely be for me like that one alien thing. As I've gotten older, it's gotten better. But um, I've found that just being my authentic self, as we you know talked on earlier, is not necessarily you know the great neutralizer, but it's definitely a step in the the most righteous direction um, just being like look I am who I am and I may make mistakes I may be wrong if I if I err you know blame my head not my heart and I see it as a learning opportunity so educate me what I miss like what about what I do wrong and let's have a conversation I can show you my perspective you can tell me yours and we go from there all right let's uh wrap this little package up boys um Oh, Kev, go. Kev, Kev can't go first. We already established this. Uh, anybody else want to go? So Kev, don't close us out. <laughs> Kevin, I'd like to hear from you first. Oh, no, Kev, go ahead, bro. I'll hold off. Um, yeah, no, uh, definitely learn about the areas in communication where you think you'll have a challenge and then actively work on them, um, whether that's education beforehand or, you know, putting yourself in those uh, situations that you feel like are uncomfortable intentionally and and more often so that they become um comfortable um you know we can only solve more things by being able to communicate with different types of people and um you know you can only go up from here so that's what i got i would like to echo kevin's remarks and just encourage people to understand that they are imperfect um and as i said before making mistakes is an opportunity to learn so um as as uncomfortable as it might be to strike up conversations with strangers that don't look like you, don't sound like you, and dress, act, et cetera, et cetera, it's important to know that life worth living is a life field of experience. So have those experiences and engage with people that are different from you so that you can learn and grow and be the best version of yourself that you can be. Oh my God, again, I've said this tons of episodes, be yourself. It's the, that's probably the easiest thing to do, and it'll get you a lot further. Okay. Well, I don't want to echo any of my uh, my fine gentlemen's uh, statements, but uh, I would um, echo all of them because you know, a wise bunch here. So, uh, ooh, before before I uh, before we I take us out for the folks that want to uh, interact with us a little bit deeper, we are um, often posting. At, we may be doing this for a lot of the old episodes, but we're now posting questions or polls on each of our episodes on Spotify. So if you want to interact with us, you have another way to do so. So you'll see a way to kind of go in and ask a little question about the topic that we discussed and can give your two cents. So your feedback is always appreciated if you want to get in with that. And with that, 
has been another episode of the fellas pod podcast uh, find us on many of the listening platforms find us on google find us on instagram find us wherever you can find us and we look forward to you finding us Thanks, tell a friend tell a friend listen to an episode or two or three or 70 we have like 73 episodes we got a lot of episodes now. Putting that we, out. we we got that content yeah we got a catalog we sure do love y'all